Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to The Faithful Gamers. I'm Zach. And I'm Evan. I appreciate you guys again for joining us. It's been a pretty fun experience for us. Um, we've been doing pretty good like on our spiritual goals too, so just throw that out there as well. Aside from one of us not being super sensitive, but you know. Uh, yeah, you need to be more sensitive. That's like right. I am. I'm you a need giant to work on that. turd. A massive <laughs> turd. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate you guys joining us again. We have been having a pretty good listener base, which is which is awesome. Uh, yeah, so thank I'm you guys for that. Yeah, for real. And, you know, I we mentioned that ads are going to start coming into the podcast, so hopefully you guys enjoy our ad. But um, we are going to start off this week with uh, what have we been playing this week? So I'm going to let Zach go first. Okay, I've got two this week, legitimately only two that I can think of right now. So there's probably six or seven games I've been playing. Uh, the one that I have been playing the most hands down is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, I mean, oh, what to say other than stupid game, but fun game. Because <laughs> yeah, I have really enjoyed the Borderlands series and... The best DLC, if you ask me, was a Sultan Dragon's Keep, and they made a full game about that, basically. So I uh, had some fun playing that with Evan and uh, been playing through a little bit on my own to catch up to where Evan is. Hopefully we'll power through the rest soon. And then the other one that I've been playing is just MLB The Show 22, playing Road to the Show. Got called up to AAA, so, you know, feeling pretty boss. Uh, other than that, just... Doing the huge, I guess you could yeah, say. There you go. So, I, what about so, you? So, like, for me, honestly, I haven't really been playing a ton of games this week. I, I'll say that I uh, have been going – I've been playing through LEGO Star Wars still. I got past Episode 7, and, bro, it was brutal. <laughs> that, that took me the longest just because I, I did not want to play it. So I literally have episode eight and nine left and I'm just like dreading it. But anyways, but you're close, uh, but I'm very close to beating it. And it literally it sh- really shouldn't take me that much longer. I'm just dreading it. Um, but I'm almost done with that. I also played a little bit of Kirby this week. And when I say a little bit, I mean, like Josiah went down for a nap. I finished doing what I had to do. I sat down to play for like five minutes and he woke up. <laughs> um so it's literally a little bit yeah like a little bit of Kirby I may have beat one level wow um wow and then I've also been playing Wonderlands so I got a little further on Wonderlands this was it this past week or the week before I can't remember it's been kind of it long. was like the week before between the recording of our last episode and this one yeah so I've been playing a little bit of a little bit of that as well I um I've been uh, very busy lately only because, you know, our second baby is going to be coming here soon. So like this weekend's going to be kind of packed with getting ready for that. Um, the baby's supposed to be here Tuesday. So that's really exciting, man. I'm, I'm, Which, I'm really of course, by the time everyone else hears this, that will have already passed, but yeah, yeah, obviously. So May 3rd, man, May 3rd is when it's going to happen, but Natalie has an appointment on Thursday. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's what I've been playing this week. Haven't been playing too much different. Haven't really been playing that much at all. Um, I played a little bit of overwatch too the other night, but. Oh, that's right. Um, I remember hearing that. But yeah, so the topics we're going to be talking about tonight, we are actually going to be talking about our top 10 through 5 games because we did our top 1 through 5. 
The, you said that one. in the weirdest way Wait, possible. Okay, man. ten through six, right? Correct. Okay, but and then if you say it that way, you also one. have to say five through one. But you usually say one through five, and then we're also going to discuss our favorite game, six through ten. Makes sense. Yeah, but we did a countdown. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that. yeah, you got me. You got me. So, but anyways, don't forget um, before we do that, we do have one extra special. Oh, wow, special, wow. special segment for one of our listeners. He requested us talk about this. Yes. Um, my response to this topic is genuinely, "What the actual heck?" <laughs> is this we are talking about none other than that was my drum roll uh godzilla versus king kong in call of duty warzone i I, I, i'm speechless just (laughs) literally what the heck you and me both and and nobody really it's supposed to come out may 11th so it'll probably be out by the time this releases but let's see this is going to be our speculation of what it's going to be like and so once it comes out and you hear this episode we could be dead wrong and we want to know so So i legitimately have no speculation it just i saw call of duty one dumb two king kong double dumb godzilla triple dumb (laughs) well see what i kind of think is i think that they're gonna like wreck the map or something like godzilla and king kong are gonna come in and wreck the map or it could be just skins like your operators should could just have like a godzilla and a king kong skin dude imagine imagine that you see you're not even bigger or anything it's just you know regular six foot tall dude dressed as king kong shooting at regular you. six foot tall let's uh calm down here with the six foot all right okay. not all of us are as tall as you are you're welcome for being better than you <laughs> i think that's the best way for me to say that so but yeah, I, so I legitimately have nothing else to say about that because I think it is the dumbest thing. But Tom, I if you are listening, odd. which you better be, because I can't believe we actually talked about this. You are freaking welcome. <laughs> I do think it's odd, though. Like a Call of Duty game bringing in Godzilla King Kong. That's weird. I just, yeah, I could see Fortnite doing it, but not Call of Duty. But let's not get started hey, on Fortnite either. Yeah, no, but we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see we'll see what happens after yes. this episode release. So yeah, All so right. uh, like Evan said, we are actually going to be talking about our top ten through six or six through ten, depending on which way you want to uh, view it. Games today. <laughs> so just a quick recap from my side of things. My top five was in descending order: God of War, The Witcher Three. Technically, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, The Last of Us, Hollow Knight, and Bioshock Infinite as number one. How about you, Evan? Mine, number five, was Splatoon. Number four was The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Number three was Sea of Thieves. Number two was The Last of Us. And number one was Banjo-Tooie. Uh, didn't you mean to say Banjo-Kazooie? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Banjo Tooie's better, buddy. And I gotta say this embarrassing thing. Before we started recording, when we discussed this topic, we were like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then we were both like, "What did we put in our top five? What order did we yeah, have it in?" Because we switched it up so many times, we had to go back and listen. To yeah. It. <laughs> so yeah, just like you guys, 
wouldn't remember our games. We couldn't remember our own stinking game. So we had to go back and listen to our own episode. But that's why we did the recap. So you don't have to suffer through that. What great games, top five, (laughs) we can't remember. (laughs) I mean, I remembered my top one. Yeah, I remember mine too. That's what really counts, right? So um, I'm just going to go ahead, start off with number 10. Uh, I'll say this part, this section of the list was really difficult for me because I think more about my top five favorite games than I do down the list. I might just say, oh yeah, that's might be one of my favorite games of all time, but I've never really compiled a list up to 10. Yeah. So just as we gave the disclaimer in the first one, this list is subject to change as well. Uh, number 10, I said Minecraft. A little bit cliche, but Evan can attest <clears throat> that I have gone on straight binges of minecraft and yeah they usually come in the span of about a three-month binge and then about a year and a half hiatus and then a three-month binge it's usually about when they release a major update i'm like ooh, shiny and i do it and i do a lot and then i get bored and then i stop and then i see ooh, shiny and it's just that cycle has been for the last probably since 2013 or so, so now now that you're thinking about it you're gonna freaking play it now and i won't see you for three months i am downloading it as we speak <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i haven't played it close to two years like regularly but yeah, i think we started a server and then like we just yeah we, <laughs> we did it with just... brett and kieran and josh and uh Chase, Chase was on it. Chase, I was gonna make the joke. What's that one kid, pastor's kid at your church? Total jerk. (laughs) All right, Jensen, listen to our podcast. Yeah, so whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that that would be my number ten. Honestly, okay. You know, nothing, nothing super special. I guess you. All right. So I have an honorable mention. It didn't make it on my top ten list, but it came very, very, very close. All right, and I'm gonna. Talk about that a little bit. My honorable mention is Animal Crossing New Leaf. All right. I don't even want to finish this episode. No, I'm just <laughs> bro. No. no, you got mad at New Horizons, and you're such a baby. Buddy. Oh, that's right. I can't. Yeah. I can't keep them straight. The, the freaking go back. New Leaf is on uh, 3ds. Right. The 3ds. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so it's funny how I kind of started playing that game because, like, I heard a lot of good things about it, and I was listening to other like podcasts, believe it or not, I was listening to other podcasts about it and people were getting really into it. So I went out and I bought it. And then like, I just sunk like 500 hours into that game, dude. Like so, so much time, many. dude. It, uh, and what's crazy is like Natalie wanted to start her own town and I should have done my research first, but I thought she'd be able to start her own town on top of mine. And yeah, I was going to say, didn't town. it wipe yours? It did. I dude, remember you being man. very upset about I was that. so mad because I told Natalie, I was like, let's just get another game, get another game, get it. And she didn't want it. So, and that's why we bought two new horizons. Cause I'm not going through that again. And but, that yeah. would have happened again. Yeah. And so that's my honorable mention. It almost made the list because I sunk so much time into it, but it didn't. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start this list off. Number 10. Okay. It is Batman Arkham City. Okay. Arkham City. So Out of the it, Arkham games that I would have expected, that was not on the list. I would have thought, um, oh, no, wait. It's Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Arkham Knight. Knight. I what, hate Knight. 
Arkham yeah. Origins was the other that, one. That, okay, I just got yeah. them confused. This is the one I expected to be on there. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Arkham Arkham. So Arkham Origins was really good. I enjoyed it. A lot of people didn't, but I did. I did as well. Um, Arkham City, man, it did everything Arkham Asylum did and did it better. And the story in that game, mm-hmm. f- phenomenal, man. Like at the end of the game, your jaw is just left open because you're like, you can't even believe what just happened. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to spoil that. it. But okay, but here's the thing. The game years. came out in 2011. Like <laughs> yeah, I remember so, that was one of the first games I bought brand new for my Xbox. Yeah, so I'm going to spoil it now. Yeah. Uh, so the whole point of the game is they built this city within Goth- Gotham City called Arkham City, and it was literally for all the criminals. Why the criminals need their own city, whatever. But you find out that Hugo Strange, the one that was in charge of all this, was being controlled by Raz Al Ghul and you say Raz Raish Raz I thought it was Raj but I Raj oh I don't know I don't know they they say it differently in every cartoon and everything but anyways oh um he was being controlled by him and you eventually fight him the whole time the Joker is sick because of what he did to himself in the first game all right he sent his blood again you're gonna have to spoil that first game oh yeah he turned himself in this giant titan that you fight so anyways, he sent his blood to like every hospital in the city and all that. He even injected it into Batman to, you know, kind of light a fire under his butt to find a cure. So at the end, Batman meets the Joker, finds out that there was two Jokers the whole time. One of them being Clayface and Joker, the real Joker, was still dying. I was going to say, don't you fight Joker at the end and you find out that it wasn't the real Joker after that. And your mind yep. is just like, boom. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so then uh, Batman like is kind of debating on giving the serum to the Joker. And then the Joker stabs him in the arm. He drops the serum or the antidote. And then the Joker dies. And you're like, what the heck? Yeah, like I remember <laughs> seeing that. Like they got to keep going, right? Yeah, right? that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. And I was in the fact that Batman was like, even after all that you've done, I still would have given it to you. Like, dude, it was an amazing game. Amazing ending. Yeah, Uh, I highly recommend it. So that was my number 10. Very good. Very good. I got to open my phone back up. (laughs) Okay, number nine. Again, thoroughly enjoyed this game. Portal 2. I am a sucker for a good puzzle game. And yeah. I felt like Portal 2 was pretty top-notch. I actually played this with um, Josh. He really wanted to play it back when we were in high school. So he bought it brand new, and we played it through on his Xbox at his house, like the co-op and stuff. And he said he was done with it, so he just gave it to me. I don't think he ever played through the, uh, the main campaign. But, man, had a heck of a time with that. And I think... <laughs> Atlas and Peabody, the two robots that you play in co-op, are just a lot of fun to play with. I don't know that you and I have ever played this game together, have we? No, my only experience with uh, Portal was in college, Christian Christian college. Um, this Sounds guy, like I know. The only time I experimented with Portal was in college. <laughs> it was, man, because this guy I knew found an illegal website where he downloaded a whole bunch of video games, and so I watched him play through Portal. It was good. And the second one, GLaDOS, 
the villain from the first game gets put into a potato and you have to carry said potato with you through a portion of the game and she's just berating you the whole time (laughs) this it's a game series that you could find a new way to make more and more and more obviously puzzle games aren't the easiest things to just turn out like that you know um but man i would I'm not kill, but I would be super pumped if they announced Portal 3 because the first two were great, but Portal 2 was just phenomenal. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So I don't have as much good things to say about my number nine as Evan did about his number 10. So, oh boy, what are we in for here? Uh, I can't wait to see in the description. Evan goes on a freaking rant. So anyways. I'm just keeping track of how many rants you've gone through. And so far we're on three. (laughs) <laughs> whatever anyways i actually don't have a lot to say about my number nine either my okay. number nine is super mario galaxy 2 all right and... fantastic game so and... galaxy one was amazing and i remember playing the snot out of it and then they i remember hearing them announce galaxy 2 and i lost my mind and uh the second one just like arkham city the second mario galaxy did everything the first one did yeah but better and added more to it so they had like new power-ups they added yoshi which also had Mm power-ups they added a ton new worlds and they even did a throwback galaxy to super mario 64 level which i thought was true i totally man i played the second one quite a bit but i i definitely spent more time in the first one than i did the second one I, don't, I honestly don't know which one. I, I spent a lot of time with both of them. I can't tell you, but I remember enjoying Galaxy 2 more because it was like just more of the first game, but better stuff. Right. That makes sense. But yeah, that's my number nine. Good, good. Sorry. I felt like I had to burp. I didn't. You're going to die for a second. It's all good. I felt like if I said something, it was just going to be a. Bleh, well, you did it anyway. So you might as well. So, just... Yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> We're leaving it in. Um, my number eight game, I have already opened my phone to look at this. You're welcome, is L.A. Noir. Mm, I, I know act- you love that game. Yeah. So I actually forgot about it up until I started combing through all of my games to figure out what I was going to put on this list. So, oops. <laughs> like uh, five minutes ago. <laughs> or at least at like 15 minutes by this point, right? <laughs> that game. I don't know why it clicked with me so much. Maybe it was the being a detective or no, I know what it was. It was the the time period. Let me be honest. I don't know why, but especially uh, late high school, early college, I really, really, really liked that time period, like the 1940s-ish era where the men wore suits and the cars looked slick and, you know, you could beat women without that i mean that's not one of them (laughs) we are the faithful gamers (laughs) sorry terrible joke guys terrible joke uh obviously there was a lot wrong with that time period too but that one was a lot of fun for me to play big open world game and i typically enjoy rockstar games too so of course that helped a little bit um but you know they had all sorts of cars it was fun driving around uh the story that was when I was starting to get into more serious games, I guess you could say. So the story really took me by surprise because I was like, oh, not every game has a happy ending. Oh, oh, okay. 
okay, well, I'm going to go drive a fast car now. <laughs> and <laughs> so I, I had a lot of fun. I almost 100% completed it on the 360. I think there was one mission I could never do five stars and one car I could never find. But there was a, a time where I, that was the game that I played and played and played and played. See, I'm I'm right there with you at the time period though too, because I kind of like that time period, and I think that's why I enjoyed um, Murdered Soul Suspect so much. Oh, yeah, I didn't even place. think about it being in that time period. Yeah, it's it's kind of around that time period, and it's like a small town, and I really I I think that's why I enjoy that game so much. Um, but yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Again, I still haven't me, played uh, that. Did you beat that game? Almost I'm at the <laughs> end of it. I just haven't finished it. <laughs> um. But that I haven't played uh, that game yet, so I'm, you have never I, played LA Noir. No, I I've heard great things and I've wanted to play it. I just haven't done it. I think I own it. Okay, I, I'm gonna say, you know, looking back, even if you play the remastered one that came out in 2017, maybe the game looks a little rough because they really leaned heavy into the style of facial recording that yeah. they did so i heard they everything's did that a little exaggerated and just looks a little choppy so some of the edges are a little rough because that's a tough thing to just kind of buff up and and polish but it was it was good being uh, like yeah. it felt like a legit detective yeah that's awesome yeah I've, I've heard that they did that i own the game on 360 i've just never touched it um all right, my number eight is Uncharted 4. All right, so going I'm through the series surprised. real quick. Are you really? A little I, bit, I yeah. really enjoyed that game. Going through the series real quick. The first one was all right. It, it was good, but it was one of those games where, like, the enemies just keep coming, you know what I mean, unless you move to the next one. So that's annoying. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. The second one was good, but it was very long. <laughs> I remember it being very long and like a slog towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you kept thinking you're at the end and you're not um, the third one, take it or leave it. I honestly didn't enjoy uncharted three at all. Um, I don't remember anything from uncharted three. Yeah. If I'm being honest. It, it sucked. Um, <laughs> but uncharted four, I, I, first of all, the game's gorgeous. The story sucked me in and Natalie, it, even Natalie was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you were say. just saying the game was gorgeous, the story sucked, but man, it was a fun <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something I'd say, so I don't, I don't believe you. But uh, yeah, the, the story is great. Natalie even got, you know, she couldn't stop watching it. And the whole story was like centered around pirates, like, True. like old pirates, you know, back in the day. And I love pirate stories, man. I love it. So like that game just intrigued me and, and everything about it was amazing. This everything gameplay stories, uh, the story, the graphics, everything I mean, about it, it was amazing. It was gorgeous. Yes, it was. It looked like gorgeous. a movie. Gorgeous. Looked like a movie. Man. But yeah, that's my number eight. Yeah, that's a really good one. I actually forgot about that one. Uh, this one, number seven on my list is currently because I just threw them down here in a random order as I thought about them. Borderlands 2. Uh, 
we mentioned in a previous podcast, what are we playing this week? And we said Borderlands 2, and now that has been a while ago, so we have not played it again recently. But that game is super fun. Uh, again, really dumb with <laughs> some of the stuff. Took some surprisingly dark turns for a Borderlands game, I would say. Um the amount of weapons there, crazy. I remember the reason, part of the reason why I loved the game so much is I graduated high school. I was like, I have a job that's 20 hours a week in the evenings. I have money for the first time in my life. I love video games. I'm just going to buy some cheap games that are good. So I saw this game called Borderlands with a guy putting a gun up to his head say and it said game of the year and it was 20 bucks and i was like sold and i played the snot out of the first one and that happened to be about a month after i think they announced the second one which wasn't even in my headspace because i didn't know about it and man i can just remember watching the trailer for the second one over and over and over again i was so freaking pumped and then that was the first game I ever pre-ordered. That was the first game I ever went to a midnight release of. Really? The first game that I stayed up later than I should have to play it the night of release. First game I ever skipped school for. Dude, I carried the collector's edition uh, strategy guide around in my backpack at college, and I would flip through it on breaks in between classes. Like... I loved that game when it came out. Even at uh, AG headquarters, I may have sat (laughs) in a break room and flipped through it some more. Nancy, if you're listening, I I hate that job. Uh, But yeah, so (laughs) Borderlands Borderlands 2 definitely has a special place in my heart, I would say. Uh, For the record, Colby brought his Wii U and hooked it up at work. Did he really? <laughs> he did. He Whoa. brought his Wii U and hooked it up at work and just played on the gamepad. Dude, that's... <laughs> Unbelievable. And speaking of midnight releases, I miss midnight releases. Um, I went to a lot of them, man. A lot of them. And I remember th- this one was so vivid to me. Just a quick story. I went to the midnight release for Splinter Cell Blacklist. And that was in Missouri. Yeah. And so I went to that midnight, midnight release. And this one girl that Natalie and I were friends with from college was over because we were all hanging out, me, Natalie, her, and someone else. And she was like, oh, hey, can I go to the midnight release with you? I was like, yeah, you know, it'll be really quick. I'm just going to go in. So she goes with me and we're standing in line and this dude is just talking about her butt. And like, we, I, I can hear them behind me and she hears them and she's like, they're freaking me out. So like, they start talking about who's going to touch it and stuff. And I was like, this is freaking weird. What? So like, yeah. And so like me being the, the man person I am, I was just like, Hey, could you like not touch, touch any butts tonight and just get your game and leave. And, and like, they were embarrassed the second I got my game and left. <laughs> but I mean, who in their right mind talks about someone's butt directly behind them saying, are you going to touch it or am I going to touch it? Or are we both yeah. going to touch it? You, you gamers, apparently. That's Dude, why we're here. So that creepy. is why we're here. But well, you know, I heard from someone at work that the manager of our local GameStop is petitioning to start midnight releases again. Dude, good. Which I wouldn't go to, but still cool. 
<laughs> Dude, many of the releases were so much fun back in the day. But all right, so my number seven. Yeah, yeah. Apex Legends. Apex Legends, man. Legit surprised. Are you really? I would have Dude, expected like Titanfall. I thought about it, man, but I, th- I don't know. Apex Legends, man. I and I do go ups and downs of Apex, like season the first like non-zero zero season or whatever you want to call it was fun. The original then, season, yeah, like long. And then season. like season two, that season three, it was all right. Season four was incredible, and then season five, eh, you know, like I go my ups and downs, but yeah. like overall first person shooter i enjoy it man it's so fluid i enjoy the different armors the different weapons the different um maps well yeah i'd say i enjoy different maps other than two of them but um <laughs> oh you know just half of the maps of in rotation <laughs> not a big fan but yeah i i enjoy everything about that game man. it's really fun i think in my opinion it is the best battle royale out still you know it, it it just it works man i love that the characters have abilities like a sub ability ultimate ability you know I, I love that kind of stuff so in my opinion it's still fun i still play it to this day we're part of that indie league so it's true indie gaming, indie league. gaming league my indie goodness how many times league. do i have to tell you i know i'm such an idiot but yeah okay. so that's my number seven good good number six for me last game on the list today is in fact hades now when i first heard uh, of this game i'm surprised hollow knight's not on your list hollow knight's number two on my list i thought it was the last of us no the last of us got pushed back to number oh, three that's, dude that's we right. covered yeah, this yeah. literally 15 minutes ago yeah i know i wasn't listening yeah uh, clearly so <laughs> My number six is Hades. Um, when I first heard of the game, I was not super impressed by it. I was like, what a stupid concept. And then I kept hearing good things. I almost said gooder things about it. And I decided to try it. It was on sale. And it was right as it came out of early access. So like basically, I mean, basically, the game was done. It was shipped. And I fell in love, like the difficulty, the figuring out the game, the permanent upgrades that you obtain just ever so slowly. So good. So good, man. I'm not necessarily the biggest roguelike or roguelite fan, but this one was phenomenal man. It is really fun. Even just talking about makes me want to go back and play it some more. I've, I mean, I've beaten it because even after you beat the final boss, you still go back, you get more upgrades, you beat that boss again, all that stuff. I have beaten him on the main one 10 to 15 times, I think, which I know is not that many compared to some people. More than me. That's true. But then... I think I've only gotten to the second boss and I got pissed off and stopped. Yeah, the second boss is uh, easy. Um, <laughs> so. I think I've beaten it a handful of times on the Switch. I don't know that I've beaten it on PS5 because I do own it on every single platform because I liked it that much. <laughs> but man, what a good Did I game. get you into that game? You, so it was kind of, you could say kismet because I was sitting at work one day and I saw a tweet about it. And then like the next day you're like, Hey, you ever heard about this game? 
I'm kind of interested in it. And that was the push I needed to get me over the edge. Cause I, I was already <laughs> thinking about it and I was like, all right, Evan said I'm buying it. And I've, <laughs> I've sunk a lot of time. And in. in fact, let me pull up steam real quick. And I can tell you how much time I did have. you play it more on steam than you did switch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. Um, Dang, so on steam, I've played for 22 hours. Dang. You know, for a game that's only four levels, you know, I'm, that's a yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, I haven't played it in a couple of months, but either way, that's neither here nor there. Hit me with your number six. My number six is God of War on PS4. So I know you had that at your number five, right? Right. So my number six is God of War. I think the game is. First of all, that game is gorgeous as well. Um, but after after being like being someone that played the other God of War games, seeing Kratos come back in like he's a little bit different now, like he's a little bit more calm, he's a father, but like he traveled mythologies. Yeah, he did somehow. Um, <clears throat> but then like you just see it all come back. And I and I think, and again, this game's been out long enough, but I think when you really see him come back, become a rage machine is when something happens to his son, you know, he like, gets those blades of chaos, oh, chaos dude, blades, and, whatever they're called. I and can't remember the, the music behind it, like, oh. and then he picks him up, puts him on. And I was like, Oh dude, it is freaking on. And then the uh, bandages that he's had around his forearm fall <laughs> off. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Dude. I love that. So like the, the story is really good. It's a fun game. Like it's fun to battle and just be a brute and beat the I snot out so of nice. everything. Um, but yeah, the, the game's really good. I enjoy that game. Yeah, a lot. You know, as you started describing it, it made me think of how much I enjoyed that game again. Uh, so much so that I named my dog after Kratos. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It didn't really click. Yeah, I know. Because he ain't no Kratos. Uh, <laughs> it didn't really click until you said his name. And I was like torn and half expecting him to come into this room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. How yeah. about let's go down through our list one more time. Complete all the way from uh, 10 down to one. You want to go or you want me to go? I'll go. All right. Okay. Honorable mention was Animal Crossing New Leaf. All right. Number 10, Batman Arkham City. Nine, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Eight, Uncharted 4. Seven, Apex Legends. Six, God of War. Five, Splatoon. Four, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Three, Sea of Thieves. Two, The Last of Us. And one, Banjo Tooie. Perfect. Mine, 10, Minecraft. Nine, Portal 2. Uh, uh, wow, Ooh, I already forgot how to read numbers. <laughs> Eight, L.A. Noir. Seven, Borderlands 2. Six, Hades. Five, God of War. Four, The Witcher 3. Three, The Last of Us. Man, there are too many numbers on my list. Two, <laughs> Hollow Knight. And number one, in my opinion, the GOAT, uh, Bioshock Infinite. So that about wraps up our favorite games of all time one through 10 now technically since we gave you the full list twice so we are going to move on to our faith topic which evan would you like to hit us with what that is yes so our faith topic today is actually going to be talking about spiritual gifts and being careful about spiritual gifts all right um 
So I'm actually, I actually just pulled up the list here. I'm going to go through a few, few spiritual gifts that the Bible talks about. Um, so some Would of them are. you mind giving the scripture reference too for everyone? Oh, yes. Give me one sec. No, now you put me on the spot. Now I got to look for the scripture reference. Uh, give me one sec. Wow, dude, you said you had it ready, and here you are. I did have it ready, but I literally pulled up a list of those gifts I wrote down. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't have the verse pulled up. So, all right, let me go to this right here. All right, it is in. I'm going to pull it up on my Bible app. I know this is so fun to listen to. I just want you guys to know how thoroughly unprepared we are for each and every episode. I, I we literally they, text each other and say, hey, we recording tonight? And we say, yeah. And then we get <laughs> on, we're like, what are we talking about? Okay, so it's actually going to be found in 1 Corinthians 12, and it's like 1 through 10. And it, it says there are different spiritual gifts, uh, different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service. There's the But we serve the same Lord, but God works in different ways. So uh, the spiritual gifts given to each of us so we can help each other to one person the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice to another the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge the same spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else the the one spirit gives the gift of healing he gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy he gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit or god or from another spirit Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown, unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Um, so that is the scripture verse that we're going off of right now. Yeah. And uh, really, so, the whole chapter. I mean, For- yeah, just just about. Well, no, I guess it's a long chapter, but but I'm saying that the whole chapter because it uh, it's the one body with many members kind of ties oh, in yeah. off of that. Yeah, which you know all all the gifts work together to you know edify the church, um, and so kind of giving you guys a little bit of a kind of why I want to talk about this. Um, there's a lot of times like when I go to church events out of town or just going to other churches or even our own church. There's a lot of times where somebody will uh, speak in tongues and, um, and it's, there will be an interpretation of it, things like that. You know, I, I'm still very cautious of it. Uh, and I'll, I'll explain why, but we also have somebody in our church who prophesies. And the reason I say I'm cautious of it is because the Bible is very clear about making sure what is spoken is from God. And the only way that we can make sure it is from God is to line it up with his word. I say that it aligns with scripture. Exactly. So like, because his word is true, his word still stands today. And so it has to align with, with scripture. Um, So there, the guy in our church that prophesies a lot, I've never like, heard him say anything that doesn't align with scripture um however recently we had um him prophesy and then like a couple seconds later another guy would prophesy and the other guy i was always kind of uneasy about and it kind of happened every single sunday uh and 
yeah, again, like this happens at church events too, like other, other church events, like out of town. And so I kept listening to what this man was saying, the second man. And every time I heard it, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like that doesn't, I don't think that's from God, you know, like, I think that's from him. I think he wants to say this. And the reason I, I, I say that is because I'm, I'm thinking of what God's word tells me and what he's saying is the complete opposite, you know? So right. I was like, that, that can't be from God. And I, I remember a few years ago, we were at a big church event where a whole bunch of pastors gathered together and there was, you know, prophecy given. And I mm-hmm. was like, I don't agree with it, you know? And um, the Bible also talks about, you know, um, the gift of tongues being the um, initial evidence of the Holy Spirit. And I know that the assemblies of God kind of follows that. Um, kind of? Yeah, they do follow Isn't it that. one of their 17 cores or whatever? <laughs> it is. Yeah, fundamental truth. That's like what that. it is. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I don't think that if you've never spoken in tongues, you are not filled with the Spirit. I don't believe that. Um, I know that the assemblies of God says, if you've never spoken in tongues, you want filled with the spirit. I don't believe that. I think you can have different gifts of the spirit because like somebody can speak in tongues. Because like somebody could speak in tongues, but somebody might not have the gift of prophecy or interpretation. And that's not to say, well, they speak in tongues, but they're filled with the spirit like somebody who has prophecy or interpretation, wisdom, anything like that, like any gift you're filled with the Holy spirit, just because you don't speak in tongues. I do not believe. And I do not agree that you are not filled with the spirit. So that's kind of something to be careful about too. Cause I don't want people to get discouraged. And a lot of times it's harder for adults that haven't spoken tongues before to eventually speak in tongues because their, their faith is tested, you know, like their whole life, they've never done it. And it's really it, it's a weird thing like, it is talking it is with weird. people the thing that makes them the most uncomfortable coming to an ag church is the speaking in tongues generally speaking yeah. you know and it is weird it sounds kind of cultish yeah. but um <laughs> it, it is it is kind of a weird thing and i know that um for adults it's just harder you know it's harder harder to receive that gift and and i get it but uh, to say that an adult is not filled with the spirit because they don't speak in tongues to me is just wrong. You know, like, uh, who am I to say that? Who am I to say who has a spirit and who doesn't when, when God's the one who gifts it? You know what I mean? So right. that that's my opinion about that. So be being careful about, you know, kind of coming out and saying things like that, but also being careful with people that are prophesying um, because if it doesn't line up with God's word, it is not true. So that just shows that you have to know his word intrinsically to know when you hear that message that, that it's not quite right. And, you know, sometimes it can even be that still little, almost like nagging in the back of your head, like, Hey, go look that up later and, and confirm with me. And other times, like you said, it can be a, well, I just straight up know that's not true. Like what this dude's saying, I don't know what it is, but you know, see our uh, false prophets, false teachers episode for a little bit more on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as you were reading through, I, I pulled it up on my iPad. I was reading it as well, but I was reading it in the ESV, the English standard version. Mm-hmm. And 
there was a verse that really stuck out to me. Um, verse seven. Now, the whole thing is talking about how, as you said, everyone has a different gift. But this says, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit, as we talked about, for the common good. And to me, that just says two things. One, you are meant to be good to people. Now, maybe I'm misinterpreting that, whatever. (laughs) The other thing is that this is meant to be a good thing in -hmm. your life. Like, as Evan said, this is meant to edify the church. So you can't look at this list and say, well, you know, speaking in tongues weirds me out. So I don't think that's a real gift. We're just going to stick with prophesying and uh, let's see, healing and miracles. And let's just do regular prophecy, not foreign language prophecy, you know, like that kind of stuff. You, you don't just get to pick and choose. Like you don't get to pick the gifts of the spirit. Like it, it's kind of, this is the evidence of the spiritual gifts, basically. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Or am I just rambling? Yeah. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I have a funny story, an no, uncomfortable go ahead. I was, story. I was going to tell a story too. So go okay. ahead. Okay. Well, hopefully yours ends a little bit better than mine because this, even just thinking back to it, I cringe. Man, <laughs> it's so painful. And so to preface this for those of you who don't know us super well, um, I was a missionary kid, born and raised overseas, assemblies of God my entire life. Like, when people speak in tongues, like to me, that's not weird. That is evidence of the Acts 2 church right mm-hmm. there. And, or is it Acts 1? The Acts church. See, I'm put on the spot. I can't remember my Bible verses. <laughs> um, so to me, there is nothing weird about that. I find it very awesome that God is still moving today like he did thousands of years ago. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that whole prophesying thing makes sense to me. What weirds me out more, to be honest, is when people just prophesy in English, because I have always been around the tongues aspect that I anticipate hearing that and then hearing the interpretation, not just straight up someone speaking in English right out off the bat. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense where I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, I'm in college, freshman year. I uh, were at church Sunday morning, you know, spirits moving, like very evident, which those services are always awesome. Mm -hmm. And there are like two to three messages in tongues with interpretations, just like going off within close accord, you know, like obviously all lining up with scripture, what's been sung, what's been talked about, all that stuff. And then this one lady... I don't, she just wanted in on the action. I guess I feel so bad for her because <laughs> this still makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> she starts her prophecy and it's literally just, I can't remember exactly which scripture section she used. Dude, I can see the pain in your face. <laughs> it just, it hurts me so much to talk about this, but I have to talk about it because it's still so funny at the same time. She basically goes through and starts saying, I am your shepherd. You shall not want. 
I make you want to lie down in green pastures, like reciting that whole chapter, but like not talking as though, yeah, it's not like, not like reciting it where all the words it's like, I am God speaking through this person Mm -hmm. telling you this. And now I'm not going to say that can't happen because that absolutely can happen. But I can tell you being there in the moment, listening to all the words that ain't it. Like that, (laughs) that was just someone wanting to be a part of it, but not knowing how to do it properly, not being led by the spirit, just kind of talking. And I can still remember the pain of me having to watch the pastor go up or maybe he was already up on stage already. And he kind of like cut her off towards the end. And he goes, I don't think we need to listen to that last word. And I was like, oh, because, <laughs> oh. you know, you, you read about it and you, you hear like you have to be on your guard for that kind of thing. <laughs> but experiencing it firsthand where it's not like, not even like a little bit of time has passed and like the pastor's not coming up to you one-on-one he's interacting with this congregation of like seven, 800 people just straight up saying, which he did the absolute right thing, but just straight Mm -hmm. up saying that was not it. Like that. Oh, just, it makes me cringe still. Yeah. And dude, that's kind of what happened in our church too. Oh, like, yeah, like yeah. This, this guy was was saying. So what what really really caught me off guard was the man in our church that prophesies a lot, which I agree with almost everything he says. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was prophesying, and then the other dude always did it like a minute or two after this guy. So the guy was prophesying, and he took like a small break because he was you know in the spirit, he was listening to God's voice. And then the other guy started talking and then this guy kept going. And I was like, I was like, Oh, apparently God went over here real quick. and was like, Oh, hold on one second. I'm going to go back. And I was like, Oh man, this dude is caught. So um, that is so uncomfortable. I know. And and he actually started talk, speaking as if he was God as well. And what he was saying wasn't really lining up. So our pastor actually got on stage and was like, here's what the Bible says. And here's what we need to listen to. And he corrected it and the guy got offended and I think ended up leaving the church, but you know, good riddance. And I mean, Um, that's, that's the hard part because you want these people to, I say these people, like they're these, (laughs) I, I don't know the right way to phrase that without being super offensive. I guess you could say you, you have to reprimand or, you know, essentially fix yep. what they said, because otherwise just everyone is going to be a, running around saying whatever they feel like, you know, does that, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And in like our pastor handled, handled it really well in front of the congregation. And then he asked if he can meet with him privately, yeah. you know, so he can kind of explain why he did what he did. Yeah. And I remember when you first told me that story, like it, it, he handled it in the absolute perfect way. And you say good riddance to that person. Like it's one of those things where clearly you should stop prophesying, but you (laughs) should air quotes around prophesying. I should say you should be able to take the wisdom that is being given to you from the pastor 
and grand pastors aren't always right, but you should respect their position enough as kind of the spiritual head of that group to not be like, all right, I'm just going to go find someone else who takes my bull crap yeah. and just lets me talk. And that that's the other part. Cause true. You never know who needs to hear what you're going to hear. But I mean, as we've both said with these examples, like there are these times where you're just like this, just it's not, it. it's hard to put into words, especially for someone, if you're still listening and you're not a Christian, which I mean, I'm astonished that you're listening to this. If you're not a Christian, <laughs> we're hoping you are. I, I no, no I hope hoping you, you are. are listening. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just, <laughs> I know that some of this stuff is weird to hear about, but it's, it's difficult to talk about to someone who has never understood that to be like, yeah, you know, there was this word from this person, but it really wasn't from this person. It was just used as the vessel from this God that we don't see. But since <laughs> you don't believe in him, you think we're just kind of full of like, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Like, it's difficult to explain without you being in it. Yeah, I guess and, you could say. And I did want to like, I know I just saying good riddance to that guy, um, but it would have been different if he was trying to understand why my pastor did what he did in trying to take the guidance that was given. If to he him. respected exactly. what was laid but out in front of him. He, he wasn't, he was very ignorant, very rude. And, you know, it, he, nothing he was saying was edifying the church. And as a matter of fact, it almost seemed like he was going to try to rebel and take people with him. So yeah. it was kind of like good riddance. You know, we don't yeah. need that in the church. I, but, I, but, I, I was just going to say the story I wanted to share real quick. Oh, I thought that was the story um, that no, you were no, talking no, about. No. Because, okay, sorry. No, I thought this, you already covered it. No, the, the story I wanted to share real quick was um, I heard a while ago there was these missionaries. And I don't remember what country it was, honestly. It was such a long time ago I heard this. But um, they met this man. And all of a the sudden, they just started speaking in tongues. And, what? well, I should say what they thought was tongues. Um and they didn't know why, but they just felt the spirit was just fell upon them. They started speaking. And then the man that they had come across just started bawling. And they were kind of confused at why. And from what they, the person that was speaking in tongues, they were like, oh, I was speaking in tongues. Did I scare you? What had happened? And he was like, no, you were speaking my language. And my I understood every language. language. Yeah. Like, and I understood every word you just said. And they were like, I, I've never studied that language. I had no idea what I was saying. And he's like, you know, you just told me like, God cares about me. He sees me and he hears me, you know, like. And essentially it's like these white people coming up in this foreign country that clearly don't know how to speak to like, like that is <laughs> yeah. a miracle, like Isn't legitimately awesome? a miracle, man. I yeah. love stories like that. That's so me cool. too, man. Me too. So cool. Uh, what I was going to say before that story was I kind of wanted to circle back. Um, I had the, the point that you said in my head. Now I can't remember. Oh, 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 yeah. Now I remember the how the AG says that you are not filled with the spirit if you do not speak in tongues. Uh, I mean, I... I can see both sides, you know, because I've, I've grown up my whole life in hearing that the initial evidence is speaking in tongues. But I think this verse clearly states you can be filled with the spirit and present with other gifts. And 
it kind of my the point I wanted to make was tying both of those together. At least I think I'm tying them together in my head that just because you can speak in tongues, you can't judge someone sitting next to you at church who never speaks in tongues because you don't know what their spiritual gift is. Like legitimately, maybe it is the miracle of healing people that like when they pray for someone, say in their prayer room, then God heals that person. Like basically no matter what, like God listens to them. You don't know what their gift is necessarily. So just because they don't have the same gift as you does not make you better than them or vice versa. And that is also why I brought up how the rest of the chapter goes talking about the Bible, uh, talking about the Bible, talking about the body, the spiritual body, um, where is it? I mean, it says the body does not consist of one member, but many. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, or the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Like, clearly, we need every part of our body. And just because they serve different functions doesn't make them any less valuable, just like a different spiritual gift does not make your gift less valuable. It's there to edify the church in different ways. Right? Yep. Yeah, I agree. Does that, again, make sense what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah, it does. And I, I too, see both sides of, you know, the coin, I guess. Uh, yeah. But I, I understand what the AG is saying. But I've also seen in my time a lot of people seeking after the gifts of tongues because they feel that they need that to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when they don't receive that gift, they get very discouraged and eventually give up. And, you know, like to me, it's like you're, you're discouraging these people who probably have other gifts that are, are, are you know, that excel in those gifts. And so that you're just telling them different. Yeah. And, and you're telling them that they're not filled and they're not worth it because they don't they don't have the gift of tongues. And to me, that's wrong. Um, and I I every everybody I talk to that's part of the AG, I, I always I always say that, you know, yeah. like there's, there's things I agree with. There's things I don't, but you know, right. it is what it is. The last thing I want to say slash discuss again from my side is the last few verses in this chapter. So starting in first Corinthians 12, 28, uh, it kind of talks about what we were both just talking about. And God has appointed in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are we all, or are we all, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healings, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the higher gifts. And then it says, I will show you still a more excellent way. But I think it's interesting, you know, Way down towards the bottom of the list is the gift of tongues, which is why I agree with the uh, the assemblies of God saying like it is the initial gift, like it is clearly the bottom of this list. But it also says seek the higher gifts. Like don't just say, "All right, guess I'm a prophet. I'm not going to try for anything else." Like you never know. Like you, yeah, you are always supposed to be striving for more with God. Mm -hmm. So I just, again, 
playing back to that, not everyone is all of those things, but you can still strive to be those things with Christ. Mm-hmm. Again. And in, in my version here, the NLT, uh, in verse 30, it at the end of it, it says, do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. You know, like I like that. I yeah, like, like that. of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. So like, you know, it's saying, do we have, do we all have this? Do we all have this? Do we all have this? Do we, of course not. We don't all have it all, you know, like, so I, just because do, we don't all have, it doesn't mean we all can't seek for it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's good. I like that you pointed that out, but yeah, I just, uh, unless you have more to add, I just felt like it was no. a decent way to kind of round out the discussion and uh going straight back into joking mode i think evan made it through an entire episode without a rant what What? oh man that's crazy Uh, maybe maybe when you're editing it you'll probably be like oh this is a little bit of a rant there (laughs) exactly (laughs) or maybe a lot of bit of a rant but that that sums up our uh our faith topic today so um to kind of sum things up, if you have anything you want to talk about with us or any disagreements or you want to point out a different scripture verse that we missed or whatever, because we really just focused on 1 Corinthians 12, uh, feel free to email us at faithfulgamerspodcast at gmail.com. And then uh, we also have an Instagram, a Twitch channel, and a Facebook group all under Faithful Gamers Podcast. You can recognize it because I'm the one who designed the logo and it looks like a child did it. So uh, feel free to check us out there. Drop us a follow. You know, we post stuff on there about the new episodes or funny gaming clips or what have you. And then the last bit of social meds, as the kids say that we have, is Twitter. And that is faithful underscore gamers. And there are two followers on that account. So <laughs> it's kind of underutilized at this time. So maybe Elon Musk will uh, mm-hmm. promote it a little bit for us. But yeah, that's what I'll do. Anyway, you got anything else to add, Evan? Nope, I don't think so. I think you covered pretty much all of it. I, the only thing I don't know if I heard, did you mention Twitch? Yeah, I said okay. uh, Instagram, I... Twitch, and Facebook. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add. Uh, Other than I appreciate every single one of you listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode and we will see you on the next episode. And like always, and we will forever always be the faithful gamers. (laughs) I'm Evan. And I'm Zach. And I can't believe he said that again. (laughs) We'll see you later. See you guys.